0: Just bad luck. I was about to have my busiest year. Had so many projects on the go. and um, I was about to get on a plane to the Middle East for one of my next films. Wow. Um, but lucky I didn't get on the plane. 24 hours later, I would have flown into a quarantine, so that's okay. So, Whoa. Uh, that's in Israel and Palestine and Beirut.
1: Holding my head again Taking my way through crowded thoughts Sometimes it's hard to get out of it
2: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me Will Fleming oh, I've just got to take a second and appreciate this moment because look there's this weird, awesome a wasom Thing that happens when I podcast, particularly with guests like this week's guest, Slavko Matinov, it's this relationship that is this ultra slow build. Like, imagine—well, don't imagine—you're in this world, right, where it's twenty-four-seven. There's never a dull moment. We've been trained into the—we've been trained into this dullless moment, so that that never occurs. It's like. If you're not looking at the algorithm, you're not living. And it's in fact the opposite. Sometimes not looking is looking. Or sometimes not looking provides another system to take place. And the awesome, the weird awesome that I get to experience in this podcast is this ultra slow burn in relationship. So what do I mean by this? I've only spent a total of three hours in my life with Slavko. Two hours when I first met him six years ago and an hour this year. Yet and I think Slavko would agree we, we know each other and so what is that? What is that? Well I think it kind of you know, uh, wakes this ancestral thing in us that this must have been quite common you did not see people that often, you know like way back in the day And so you had to operate at this deeper, slower level. And that is in this podcast with Slavko. So let me just catch you up because there's a lot, like we've talked six years ago, and I will link to the description to our other podcast. That was on my other podcast called My Kiwi Life, and it's an awesome conversation. It's a deep conversation about Slavko's life, about the film we referenced that he made called Propaganda, and and the the chaos <laughs> that erupted when this film was released, and the unintended chaos. Maybe this podcast is a catch up with Slavko about life. How's it been? What's been happening? What are some of the new insights him and I are pondering with? And. It's an awesome one. I really can't wait for you to enjoy this. So just a little bit on Slavko. I'm just on his IMDB page now. Uh, Look, there's the propaganda film, which came out in 2012. Um, And that's the film that I know him from, right? And this is so deep. It's so deep. He wanted to get into the film industry. So he hacked his way in by making a fake, not fake propaganda film film. from North Korea so I'm probably not doing it justice I'm sorry Slavko but the idea was take something that imagined if it was true like this propaganda film on how bad the west is and leak it something like that and Slavko was like good I can do that and it made its way into um, film uh, what do you call them like film uh, festivals Uh, I believe he won an award from Michael Moore and that kicked this whole journey off but it goes so much deeper into his story like you know the unknown consequences of doing things and I mean gosh most of us that's our life right the unknown consequences of doing things and I guess what I value about this chat and Slavko is is the willingness to try and um, correct the aim correct where we're aiming towards and then get there on purpose, something like that. Okay, so just before we jump into the podcast with Slavko Motinov, I want to quickly give a shout out to... Uh, my own personal product that I'm selling, along with my business partner Gareth, so we run a business called Manava Breathing, M-A-N-A-V-A Breathing. So Manava Breathing is well, it's based around nasal breathing. It's based around slow breathing, deep into the belly, and it's it's a it's a way to breathe that enacts calm. Okay, so that's the sell there. Manava Breathing is not being sold because you can choose to breathe slow. When you breathe slow. You widen your blood vessels, you give yourself a chance to find the calmness. All right, so this is all scientifically vetted and researched and whatnot. But what I am selling is special breathing tape that goes around your lips to support your mouth being closed. Now, this is called Myotape, and you can find it by looking for Manava Breathing on Shopify. If you go to the Manava Breathing Instagram page, there is a nifty little link. To myotape. Okay, myotape is this awesome sleep tape. Yes, there's such a thing as sleep tape. So we sell it, I sell it. I'd really encourage you to check it out I'd really encourage you to buy it for someone who has trouble sleeping um, you know there's some science around this idea that if we mouth breathe at night we we enact things like choking ourselves through sleep apnea um, we kind of become more dehydrated because our mouth is dry, we're breathing through the vessels that are not supposed to breathe through prim- primarily the nose as is the is the vehicle for breathing so Myotape answers that this and it answers it this way we're kind of designed to breathe through our nose so the question is why do we breathe through our mouth and the answer is because we don't chew enough and our jaws are not strong enough to stay shut at night how freaky is that with this all said Myotape is not covering your mouth, it just goes around your mouth, uses elast- elasticity to gently bring your lips together. So, check out Myotape, Myotape on the Manava Breathing Instagram page. There's a nifty link there, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone included. We're jumping into the conversation now with Slavko Matinov. Slavko, you blow my mind. Oh, um, sorry, just one more thing. Um, 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 A few people have been asking me about the music I use on this podcast. So I will find the name. It's all legit. I brought the music from one of those buy music sites. Um, But I want to give a shout out to the artist and I'll find that. But I do want you to know that I'm playing the full song at the end of this podcast. So if you just want to hear the podcast... Or if you just want to hear the music, then skip to the end and I'll play the full track. It's a nifty little track, I like it. It's it's kind of like um, uplifting, it's a little bit of a guide when the lights turn off. You know, there's this idea that... Um, I can save myself and I truly believe in that, I can save myself and that's not easy but this, the song is interesting, it gives a little um, map but you know probably I'm uh, making um, too many assumptions because I'm such a metaphorical person, who knows, maybe I'll try and reach out to the artist and ask them, is the song a, a road map when the lights go out or is it just a nifty little song that you sell. Anyway, enjoy the podcast team and thank you so much for listening.
1: Very- for a hero look inside the mirror i find one oh carry the hurt when it gets too hard to get up dust it off And i fall down 11 i get up 12 don't need nobody else yeah i can save myself
2: it's weird because I've only spent like two hours with you one day, six years ago, but you're stuck in my mind like all my podcast guests. I know I never forget your name. I never forget our conversation. And it's weird because I don't have mega memory or anything like that, but there's something about spending some time with people and actually talking, which... Stays with you on a on a deep human yeah. level, and and I've had that like three hundred times, and I don't know what kind of power I'm wielding in time in terms of learning all of this stuff, but it's definitely very meaningful. But one of the things I thought I'd start off with, apart from how I used to love going, I'm sure you can say uh, good, bad, or other, is um, what is it about getting to know someone really quickly like we did, and how does that tie into this idea of? Well, propaganda and this intense relationship with an idea, which it sits somewhere deep in your subconscious. So I'm probably bombarding you a little bit here. Firstly, how are you?
0: Uh, no, I'm fine, thanks. I mean, fine, thanks is the default position because how much time have you got? And, you know, you don't want to burden someone with the, with the truth, but we'll go with fine, thanks because, hey, still alive still here about to have a a lovely chat with you um i think to answer your question i think i think for me too as a filmmaker you know when we reach out to someone and say i see you i really want to talk to you and record it i mean someone's just made a, a special contract with you i I treasure what you do, even if you don't agree with it. But you want to get into something, you formed a special bond right away. Mm. And and for me, in particular, like talking to you, like I just before this, I was all over the place, all these different papers and things around me that I've got to get in today. Um, it's nice. You're just present. You're in the moment with that mm. person. It's it's kind of intimate, you know. And um, and trust is something you can't make up. Mm. And I do recall very clearly from the first moment I dropped in with you to chat our first time, uh, things I possibly shouldn't have said in an interview, you, you, I just freely gave it up because uh, you just have that that feeling sometimes, I'm safe here, I can mm-hmm. talk free, it's all right.
2: Um, Is that the role of propaganda, Slavko? Should it enact the same level of trust quick? Like like I've really been trying to break this down What is mm-hmm. it exactly That because I, I tell you Just by chance I knew we were coming to chat And something popped up on YouTube that damn Algorithm and it was a documentary on Propaganda right and how they used yep. it in the War and we don't remember this Collectively in society we don't celebrate This with you know the idea of The warrior but there was a giant Warrior which was an airplane full Of leaflets with yes. these very Crafted ideas cleverly crafted Ideas and I'm like what the hell were they speaking to it was a it was demanding a certain instant respect of trust to make you do something like a friend yeah. was asking you to do something what the heck yeah.
0: well that speaks to uh i just was reading this the other day too the reason yeah something that's happened in that time right like since making the film or you know first having that idea uh, nearly 20 years ago wow Um, You know, and now is of course there's so much science around um, cognitive bias and all these things, and and one of the great dangers, of course, is that in these experiments now, they take people and they counter their beliefs with facts, like overwhelming facts, irrefutable facts, and then they do experiments where they allow people to go back to the comfort of what they used to believe. And people will go back to it because it's familiar. Hmm. You know, so that thing of speaking to someone like they're a friend or there's a bond or something there. Yeah, because we're social animals, right? Even if we disagree or have different views, when we're in our community or a family unit or friend unit or church group or whatever it is, uh, we wanna fit in, right? There's great danger in being ostracized so you you want to fit in it's dangerous not to fit in and if the group is saying oh my god this, this leaflet just dropped from this plane can you believe it this is what we were talking about this makes complete sense and everyone starts believing it you know that group think it's seductive right mm. yeah and I think on an even simpler level you get um, a charlatan like Boris Johnson who's a master of you know of the symbol just short sweet appeal to something so strong and deep in people and you can get away with just about anything right Mm. because people like the familiarity and comfort of not having to think much but just get a nice short sound bite and tell them what they want to hear and um, yeah it's a cozy wee place and we're all guilty of it right we all have (laughs) these biases we have it's nice to hear approval from other people. Yeah, that's right. I agree with you. Mm. But um, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's, Sorry, I'm going
2: on. Okay. Nah, man. This is exactly what we're supposed to do in this. In this, Because, I mean, if you kind of worked out, hmm, I'll think about how to say this. You know, with the world being populated with so much of everything, like you can have everything at once if you if you want to, and there's no off switch. There's no, you know, in fact, there's whole systems set up to keep you on, to keep you going. And I've been trying to think, well, what's the opposite to that? If you go back to ground zero or the Big Bang in terms of how we make up the world, What is that? And my question for you, Stavko, is like, do you have any actual safe zone where you can go just to like check in and be like, right, the next decision I have to make is this one? Because I feel like most of us are just like, think we're making decisions, but really we're being influenced. Does that sound kind of fair?
0: Um you mean like in general life when you're about to make decisions or you need yeah. to do something with that you're unsure about and
2: yeah just like like even something like what is true it's hard to know right. where to uh, like an a north star you know how to navigate you know um, um yeah yeah um well i think the i think
0: one of the gifts of being human, and I think it was Socrates who was onto this. Again, this is an article I read the other day about something else, but it was about um, what's peculiar to humans is that ability to, um, I think, respond best when we're counted with... Opposing views or differing views If we have to work through that opposition Opposition to make a point And we're open to being persuaded By evidence or someone making a better argument It compels you to make a better case yourself, right? The North Star, follow the North Star, whatever Well, it's far better that people come along going "No, that's South, that's not a star and start having that conversation, right, in order to get to truth. That'll be truth for a while until you get more evidence, right? Just keeping an open mind to to being wrong or someone having a better idea. And and we do our best when we collaborate, right? Mm,
2: Absolutely.
0: Like even if I think I have an idea and I'm pretty convinced I'm talking to Will Fleming online in that space and that it's you, is it you? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's you. (laughs) I would find it very interesting if someone came along and proved otherwise. I'm open to it. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I think, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm answering your question there. No, you,
2: no.
0: I, I, I like personally, when I have an idea, my process always for working is I, I like to let that idea explode and, and, and flourish and play around because it's just such a happy, delicious space and really exciting. Mm. Um, But then at some point, um, there's no greater thrill than going talking to people I trust who are tough. Mm. And I have to pitch my idea and and sell it to them. And they give me a hell of a hard time. And it's great too, because I now have to clarify something or work harder or do something better to to, to make it better and get somewhere else, you know, that I, I find that really thrilling. I like that collaboration of thought.
2: Yeah, well, and I think it reveals something that you said, which is it allows you to see when you're not right, when you're wrong, and that's, that's, I think, increasingly hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's increasingly hard because all these, I mean, the difference too since we last spoke and now is this proliferation of social media and platforms and technology that, my God, who would have thought that, you know, AI and troll factories could, manufe- could be designed to manufacture entire false belief systems and peddle them out, and, and successfully sell lies in such way. It's and it just only you know exponentially gets worse, right? And how do you combat mm.
2: that? Yeah. It's a
0: big call, you know. I, I and there are a lot of people working on that. Mm. You know, really smart scientists. You know, looking to counter ways. Uh, of dealing with that because it's very powerful and again, cozy and comfortable, isn't it? The familiarity of an idea
2: that um, it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that is, would you, what you outlined just then, would that be a similar definition of propaganda? Cause it kind of is, isn't it? It's like, it's like pe- peddling information in a way that you, Wish to influence, and well, influence. kind of doing it,
0: yeah, yeah. With so many, there are so many different means possible, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That we can do this, and, um, and we're all susceptible to it. Um, you know, there are some things you can do on a personal level to, you know, always cross-check what you're reading. Look at who's telling you that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Sometimes things are so subtle, the omission of a word here or there. Yeah, it's tough. It becomes, it's quite tough to, well, it's easy in some ways, right? If you're prepared to be open, uh, prepared to have your thoughts or beliefs questioned, you're doing okay. But, um, But it just takes effort. Yeah, so that sounded a bit...
2: That sounded real. It a bit uh,
0: dismissive. And- you know, I mean, it's easy to say, isn't it? But the truth mm. is, you look around and people are, you and I included, right? You're just constantly bombarded on all fronts with far too much information, far too many ideas. And,
1: mm.
0: um, you know, I think sometimes you have to like shut it off
2: and find new ways to slow it mm. down like i have yeah. 10 or 20 versions of these conversations would happen mm. which happen every 5 years so i'll only it's see like, someone like yourself every 5 yeah. years and i don't know i think it's we're servicing something it's like the slower pace of development but we might spend a bit more time together than, you know, even we do with colleagues or family, you know? There's people out there listening who haven't spent two hours with an auntie in 10 years, yet Slavko and Will catch up once every five years, and it's like, wow, it's weird. We're kind of the same, but the world's changing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, um, it was interesting when you contacted
0: me to have a chat, and I thought, gosh, when was it that we last had a chat and started Mm. making notes about just how extraordinary it's been. Some of the things that have unfolded in that time. <laughs> going, for, you know, personally, going from wanting to make a film, which sounds kind of naive, right? This thing called propaganda that no one thinks plays a part in their life, and but how do you do it? That's not dry and boring. But of course, um, yeah. Now it's not only mainstream; it's the, the central conversation everyone's having, and and you see films come up now. I saw one the other day. It was um, Played at Berlin this year Israeli film Called uh, I wrote this down somewhere. The Viewing Booth mm. Yeah um, And Israeli filmmaker Has someone come in They do experiments Where they show people footage You know By Left wing Right wing Footage of some things And ask them to Talk about what they're seeing And even if they know That what they're seeing Is wrong They'll work their way back their core beliefs to justify and recontextualize what they're seeing, even if they know it's wrong and you know you look at that and you're kind of not shocked you're like yeah this is how we're wired right we're 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 ripe for picking but saying that too how quickly you can something can change and it's heartening if you look at black lives matter there'll or me too there'll there'll be some inciting incident you know movement and there'll be an inciting incident and all of a sudden you can see that people are persuadable when the message hits them in the right way or the evidence becomes so overwhelming for some segments of the population Mm. others double down in the opposite direction right Mm. yeah
2: I've wondered if we're somewhat like a, you know, collectively all of us together. Because weirdly, that's the similarity—we're all in it together, as yeah. these as these beings who need to find shelter in the evening to wait for the sunrise, something like that. That that while well, one we're trying to make sense of it, but two, it seems like we're a bit like an immune system that we have to always be a little bit for and against everything. And I've been trying to work through, what does that mean? You know, because ultimately, wouldn't it be nice just everyone get along? But would that even be possible? And so there's this kind of inbuilt tension that we have. And and I don't know if we've quite worked worked it out. I mean, nature kind of worked it out. You'd be over there. You would be over there. <laughs> and then we were yeah. like, well, we want to be over there too. And so, you know, it's, Yeah. I think having um,
0: differences, Mm. different cultures, different ideas, different histories, backgrounds, all these, these are, our differences are wonderful.
1: Mm. Um,
0: You know, there's individuals and there's communities and, and cultures and things. I just, I just don't, I don't know that. I don't know that everyone needs to get along I mean, yes, of course, everyone should get along yeah. There's no question whatsoever I just think, I don't think things have to Be completely sweet as pie I think as long as you find enough common ground Or a willingness to Alleviate suffering At least on your own turf Can be enough for a start You know, I mean, looking around in the world today As always <laughs> The stuff that goes on um, I don't know I like to remain hopeful And realistic Yes, yes You know But yes. I think maybe What you're hinting at is You'd you'd want to think That at this point in time And I take great inspiration From a you know, younger generation now Well I'm 50 So anything that's younger than me Is, is young But you know it, it takes an enormous amount of You know A, a huge dangerous signal Right across the board for it to happen, unfortunately. But you've got younger people now who are like, well, I just abandoned neoliberalism. I can see that it's an utterly noxious ideology that's got us where we are and would continue to take us right off the edge of the cliff.
1: Mm.
0: You know, no, I do not need those riches. I don't need to be a billionaire. I don't need all these things. I need to survive. And I'm part of something much, much bigger. And that's really wonderful, and it's happening, right? And and it's hard to ignore that urgency coming from a younger generation of your fellow human beings, right? There is nothing more important than addressing these certain issues. And they're so angry and so motivated and um, in the right way. And I find that thrilling because it's very hard for anyone to dismiss it. Because also across ideology, they're feeling the same way. Mm. That gives me hope. Um, Yeah. Some things I find alarming in some places, how some younger people in some places... um, Go in opposite directions, but that's a whole other discussion. Another yeah. film I'm working on. I'm oh do. right, right, okay, <laughs> no, okay, no, cool. No, don't talk about that. I'll go on a rant. We'll be yep. here for yeah. hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll wait till it's made, and then we can come back and do the debrief. Um, yeah. Well, we'll pick up on film for a second. I encourage, and I'll link to our previous chat, which really goes deep into. Yeah, just your story um, and how you even made a film and why you even made a film, and it was kind of beautiful because I have just kind of memories, bullet points, and it was like while well, you were trying to think about how to hack your way into film industry, so you used the propaganda yeah. to do that, and it was beautiful. Um, one of the things that sticks in my mind, and I wanted to ask if you don't mind, is you you talked about a story yeah. of you know, you kind of thought, and I'll paraphrase a little bit, that people would ask you about the film and you'll say, oh, I just made it up. But you didn't, I remember your words to me were something like, I didn't think that they wouldn't believe me when I said it's just not real. And the story was the uh, South Korean people yes. were actually saying you're part of the um North Korean propaganda. That I was a like, spy. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I'd yes. been commissioned by the North yes. Koreans to write the film. Yes, yes. And, um, gosh, talk about surreal moments because, you know, in making the film and constructing that whole backstory and doing all those things, you're constantly doing risk assessments and, and thinking, well, this hasn't been done before. What happens if... It goes this way, that way. How will I respond? How do I counter? What will I have to change in that backstory? It's a lot of work anticipating all these different things that could unfold, but thrilling. Um, But some things you just don't see coming, right? And um, finding out that a a government calls you a spy and then inserts a, a... a logic in their argument that that you can't refute. And so the truth doesn't work. And in that moment, the irony is, you know, you have to laugh to yourself. You know, I've, yeah. I I opened that door and, um, yeah, got what I deserved. Oh, I just, you know, you have to laugh, but I was stumped. Yeah, I didn't have an answer for that. How do you say no 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 everyone just calm down okay we've been called out here it is yeah it's fine it's just a film yes you would say that yeah exactly oh no okay no okay everyone take a breath no no i think here we go just let's just stop and of course the more you talk the more you're you're making their case. Oh, it's all downhill from there. Thanks. Yeah. Give me that. memory that is funny actually. It wow. wasn't funny at the time. It was it was shocking. Those series of phone calls from
2: South Korea. Yeah. It's it's a crazy thing I think about often because the truth didn't work. And that's why I guess why um it didn't you know, work. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well what do you do in those scenarios? And and we're all kind of in this together and like we all have our influences and people are not willing to make you know to say I'm wrong most of the time but when you decide to be does the truth work and that's why I've been tracing it back you know is there something about this gosh how do you say it without it being so um, meaning other things but you know, like the ancient texts, you know, maybe not so much religious, but these ancient oh. stories, the story of redemption. Like if you put your hand up and say, sorry, I was wrong. Maybe like something, how we've worked out for murder. You can redeem yourself, but it requires a series of actions. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in today's world? Cause I would presume South Korea still wouldn't leave you off the hook.
0: Oh, I mean, I know with. um, in America too You know Once the ha- I mean Obviously uh, Once you've been accused Of espionage um, Yeah Life gets tougher <laughs> Every time you try And you travel anywhere you, you get the You know Taken into a room Thing for a chat And um, You know What are you going to do But um, <laughs> Going back to what you're talking about y- y- Everything is story right Everything about us As humans Is driven by story And it's a great comfort You know How we make sense Of the world Are those stories And you know I understand Religious texts Going all the way back I mean in the absence Of any other evidence Like we said earlier You know Who do you talk to Most of those stories Are a top down You know One man went off And there was a burning bush One man went off On adventure And came back To tell this marvellous tale And everyone was like Wow Gosh That's a lot of a lot of faith to put in one man's story, but hey, you know, in the absence of anything else, the big thing is, you know, what's our number one fear that drives all our behavior, fear of death. And so if you can, if anyone can come up with a story where they can alleviate that greatest fear again, it's the greatest comfort, right? Mm. Yeah. If I don't have to think too much, about all these grand things or that I'm just here for no reason, that there's no purpose, that I am just a speck of dust and this is it. And where is this consciousness? You know, I don't know. But for some people, that story, that package, you know, and that it doesn't change, right? And they, and we're all guilty of it. We like clinging to certain parts of the story that we like, you know, that resonate with us. And it's a great comfort. And in a way you don't want to take that away from anyone, right? If it gets you through your day, if it gets you through life, believing there's something better, oh, man, that's precious, you know. You don't have to agree with it. The only problem is when it becomes fanatical or extremist because there's just no tenderness and extremism of any kind, Mm. you know. Sorry, I'm no, ranting. No, man,
2: it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Honestly, it is. Um, if you weren't ranting, it'd be a very awkward podcast. Um, <laughs> thinking to... the... Oh, dude, we could talk, honestly, we could yeah, do man. the world's longest podcast, I'm sure. But, you know, I've been really thinking about what you're saying, Slavko, and I'm like, okay, if I'm not going to take, um, well, let's say you go far back, people finding, searching for meaning all over the show. And then I was like, well, what's something worth like not um, worshiping. No, actually, I will use that word. What's something worth worshiping? So I've been down this journey, and I was like, I think something like breathing is worth worshiping because we all do it, but it's one of the only systems in our body which we can take over and then release back to like an auto auto function. And I'm like, well, that's pretty mystical, you know, the fact that it can run on its own and that we have access to it. Ha ha! There we go. Beautiful four eight ratio breathing. Walked right yes. into that, didn't you? There we go. I love that, and and I settled so on talking
0: to the converted. And here's the danger: <laughs> you are just going to believe everything we say. Absolutely. Uncredit. And I'm immediately it.
2: <laughs> well, the, what I love about breathing is it's hard to lie. Your heartbeat is influenced, well, the rate of your heartbeat is influenced by the way you breathe. It makes sense if you hyperventilate, you increase your heart because you're in danger, something like that. Yeah. You slow it down. The opposite is also true. In fact, measurably true. So I was like, okay, if someone says to you that they're calm, you can measure that. And it's pretty obvious if you're not, because you can lie, but you can't lie your way out of your heartbeat. And I kind of thought that's worth investigating. So that's been a big part of my last few years. It sent me back to university to study a bit more about it. And oh, wow. just just through the storytelling aspect, you know, I started half my um, cultural makeup as Cook Island and I was like, yes, it's definitely. so weird that I never see images of like meditation and calmness from Pacific. It's always warrior, warrior. And the warrior is one part of us. So I'm like, what an exploration, which is like this forgotten something, which is how did people relax? Were we just warriors? Because I'm imagining sailing off into an unknown ocean. You could not have been in fight or flight. So my question was, well, what were their um, uh, tools to not be panicked? when panic is not necessary. And, you know, there's this kind of raft of stories, which was these nasal flutes that if you um, um, breathe, uh, sorry, played them beautifully, it increased your chances to get a partner. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting because some of the science I'm reading is around nose is meant for breathing. It filters the air. It slows the breathing down. It goes deep into your diaphragm. And I'm like, it's kind of beautiful revealing some of those. But I, I don't know, I think I went on that rant because I've been yeah. searching for things that we can believe in that don't require too much mysticism but are as crazy as a mystical something. Yeah, but I mean, I, but again, that goes back to
0: talking about, you know, we can have all, all of our differences, which is beautiful, um, but there must be things that that aren't threatened by common ground and that deep fundamental human physiology you speak of uh, is shared, right? And I think, Mm. you know, you look across all different um, types of spirituality, all different cultures, it's all there, right? Mm. Um, Yeah, although it's interesting that you say with your cultural background that it doesn't stand out as being a practice, you know. Perhaps there was something else that induced it, the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you were saying,
0: the sound of the flutes or playing of flutes makes you puts you into a different space.
1: Mm.
0: Or the frequencies of the sound of flutes. I once started a film, a crazy film, back in 2014. It was about healing frequencies, you know, like sound healing. Oh, wow. Well, frequencies. And back mm-hmm. then, people were like, this is crazy talk, crazy talk. And we're like, no, it's a real thing, you know. And, so, and I think that's like well known now. But at the time it was a bit out there but oh yeah uh, have you ever listened to Tibetan you know crystal bowls? uh yes. yes yeah I mean something just happens to you know I just everything goes serene I don't know mm-hmm. something happens to, it's just I'm like an upside down crayfish I forget where I am <laughs> go into some other people. realm I'm making, a note. I'm making a note download track of
2: Tibetan I absolutely think, I mean, that could be a choice film for you to think about too. It's just like, it's so simple, but it's so mystical. You know, like um, one of the things I realized with breathing is they, they did this, um, I think it was a randomized control study where they, you know, maybe, it, maybe it was, but anyway, uh, it was timing out the breathing patterns of ancient texts. And it really made you breathe at this wow. harmonious rate, which is why for my journey, I chose that uh, about 5.5 seconds in, 5.5 seconds out. And they reckoned following this pattern, um, you would get into, a your heart r- r- would get into like a real just a coherence. And actually, weirdly, one of the, I'm not a big UFO guy, but one of the UFO docos that i managed to see on um, Amazon was, how they're making connections now. Well, the claim is we make connections by coming together and basically going into deep meditation. And that is what the beings are responding to is our collectiveness and whatever's happening there. So it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Um, And I wonder if like, if you go far back enough, I don't think it would be too strange that they thought of the ultimate height of, you know being like this like this ultimate religious person is you transcend in the end you know you go to the you transcend the body and mind
0: yeah no i hear you i mean mm. again that idea of collective consciousness and again science cannot put their finger on where consciousness is at which i find i find thrilling and fascinating that unknown um, and you're right. You know, when you're in a deep meditation and you give up the ego, and you disappear in that sense of being one little particle amongst everything, and you're part of it all at once, and it's all part of you. It's just so freeing
1: Absolutely. and beautiful.
0: And mm. uh, and yes, it's it's a great comfort too, isn't it? Knowing that around the world, people of all different types tap into that same mm. thing and know it, mm. and um, yeah, I read something else the other day that I liked from a a religious scholar who spoke of how God um, you know was up, was through you and your your processes whatever whatever it was and so I think you speak to that hmm. you know whatever it is however you want to define it something that connects you to something else um And through breathing as well. Yeah, all these shared things we do unconsciously or consciously in some cases around the world. Um, Yeah, even talking about it is nice, isn't it? Absolutely. The idea that we have common ground on things, that there's a thread running through everything we do, kind of Mm. makes me think of like a, a shared fabric. Yes. That regardless of different views and ideologies. that's just there anyway it's like um oh, i read this is it the michael pollen book you know about um psilocybin right the new york times writer about how to change called how to change your mind is that what it okay. is yeah fantastic book and talks about how everything in the world is underpinned by one layer of f- fungi a membrane that's alive under absolutely everything
1: wow.
0: and and so it's like that you know that idea that there's something alive connecting everything in all nature connected to i find thrilling i'm a bit of a bunny to science and stuff i just don't (laughs) i'm not i'm a physicist or or scientist i I know just enough when i read these things to go yeah well that feels good i like that
2: Well, feeling good, that's the exact measurement in my mind because yeah. it's the same with love, you know? Like, good luck trying to prove that, but yet we rely on it so deeply. For everything, for everything, and, it's an and yeah, and so I'm like, well, get off your high horse, science. Or not always, but sometimes because you've got a it's that balance thing again. Like the immune system, it's directly built to fight against itself. But um, Slavko, I only said half an hour to you, and I want to respect oh. your time. But look, we're probably I'd like to catch up again, maybe some other time where we can go a, a little bit longer. But just before we end, Safcoe, can I just firstly ask, well, finally ask, what are you up to these days? What's coming up? What can my audience do to support the work you do?
0: Oh, that's very sweet of you to ask. Um, well, I'm always so reticent about sharing ideas before they get made, you know, protecting your IP. I've got a lot of projects in development and, you know, COVID coming along was just, uh, you know, <laughs> just, just bad luck. I was about to have my busiest year, had so many projects on the go, and um, I was about to get on a plane to the Middle East for one of my next films, wow. um, but lucky I didn't get on the plane. 24 hours later, I would have flown into a quarantine, so that's okay, so Whoa. Uh, that's in Israel and Palestine and Beirut, um, but that'll still be there, it's just, you know, how do you, how do you judge when you go? I'm <laughs> starting to have that conversation now, you know, like, yeah, and, and coming back, oh, you know, it's a bit of a mess uh, mm. getting there. Sorry, I'm being quite vague. I've got. No, no,
2: yeah, it's, it's apt with you because you can't really reveal <laughs> too much. <laughs> thanks. thanks for well, I, I remember that. last time you were like, um, what's coming up? And you were like, chickens, but that's all I can say. Oh. And then you went and made, made the chicken. chicken. Oh, right.
0: Isn't that interesting? 2013 we last spoke. Yeah. I must have I'll tell you exactly what was happening. I would have just come back from filming in Melbourne. That whole sound healing thing that we'd just started on, you'd have been the first person I, I told that to. We were at this craft fair filming this guy in you know in Melbourne. And I just kept looking over at these these women with this really fancy blow-up tent selling high-end organic chicken feed. <laughs> I'm like, who's buying that? I you know, I don't know if that's a good business idea. And I just keep looking at it and I was just totally intrigued and I couldn't let it go. So at the end of the day I went over and I'm like, hey ladies, how are you? I said, listen, I'm so sorry. I just can't shake it. Who the hell's buying all this high-end fancy organic chicken feed? And they look at me like I'm an idiot. And they're like, well, only all the top breeders on the national show circuit. I'm like, the what? Are you saying there's a best in show for chickens? But it's real? And they're like, look at you, look at me like I'm an absolute idiot. And they're like, Yeah, of course. We do very well. And they're running the numbers. And I just remember looking at Mike, my co-producer and cameraman, and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> I started asking all these questions and we got in the car driving off. I'm like, so we're making a film about competitive. Poultry showing, and Mike says from the back of the car, and it's called picking order. I'm like, very good. And that was that was that. And then okay, I go met with you, and like, I can't say anything, but it's about chickens, yeah.
2: and we're to make that film. That's not amazing. that it out
0: that easily, by the way.
2: You know what my mind thought after our chat? I'm like, oh, Slavko's going to open the lid on KFC and all of the eleven <laughs> spices, and and then I I, I I we were supposed to do a podcast, but the timings didn't work when your um, chicken film. came 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 out and I saw a segment on um, it was Seven Sharp or something like that. I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah, there's chickens. And I'm like, Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I've, got, I've got range. I mean, it was still a political film. Just, yeah. you, know. <laughs> you just loaded me up in that two hours with like the most heaviest stuff of your your own journey <laughs> through the states, and you not supposed to be being here, and you're here, and and then the propaganda film, and um, <laughs> just on the finally on the propaganda film, you mentioned the guy who did your voiceover, the Korean guy, does, and oh, he got yeah, a little I bit mean, of stick. Is, how I mean, is, is is he all right still? I mean do you keep do you, you keep know Eugene's
0: great. He was um he was partying with me at my fiftieth at the start of the year and he um he now owns the the best pasta restaurant in Christchurch. Awesome. Cooking. Awesome. And a uh, passion, you know. Cooking, man. cooking man. And food. He just loves it. And he's just great at it and people love it too. Uh, what a wonderful man. Again what he had to go through. And I I still carry the guilt of that because for all the risk assessment you do, um, when you're doing something new, life, things you can never imagine come up. And I thought I would be taking the hits, you know, as the maker of the film. And so I'm completely responsible for what happens to other people. And I don't know a more gracious man or a more courageous man than him going through what he went through. Mm. You know, that's your entire community sticking together to point the finger at you and oust you. The Catholic Church turning on you and banning him. you. know, These are m- mortifying things. Yeah, we fought back and used the media to do it in order to counter that story, but throughout all of it, he just was couldn't have been more... Charming and just graceful, and well, no, I I love that man, he's wonderful. So, yeah, it's if you're ever in Christchurch, Kitchen, pop in and see him in the city, get some uh, fine pasta in <laughs> I love it, I love it. I must pop out and say hi myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a nice reminder. Um, Slavko, thank you, man, for I don't know, just doing this for me you know it's uh, my project. It's, it's just good Stop it's good it, it fills yeah. me full of hope to just this connection and yeah. what it is we're talking about and trying not to under complicate yeah. the world because it's complicated but it's simple and most of us just opt yeah. out we, we don't want a bar of trying to understand that but I love how yeah. you gracefully try and Push that boundary and explore And you know like What a hell of a thing to be able to catalogue your journey In films, I mean it's one of the Gifts that um, you're you're Leaving for (laughs) us, so we're wrapping it here But let me be in touch with you and catch up Again and yeah, yeah, have have an Awesome day, thanks brother
0: (laughs) Great
2: seeing you, great chatting with you Awesome man, see ya Take care
1: Holding my head again Making my way through crowded thoughts Sometimes it's hard to get out of it Broke my heart in the dark I was just trying to feel something Falling asleep to the sound of it Always used to lay you clean up the messes down on my knees, but I couldn't stand up on my own. Turns out sometimes he's stronger alone. Bringing out the fight, yeah, bring on all the lightning. Cause I'm looking for a hero. Look inside the mirror. I find one. Oh, Gary. Yeah. It's too hard, pick it up, dust it off And I fall down 11, I get up 12 Don't need nobody else Yeah, I-, I can save myself Got burned, but I learned Our scars make us who we are Now I'm 10 feet tall over my demons Remind me no one's got me like myself Yeah, I love me without any help I'm the best thing to believe in So I'm bringing up the fire Sun is always where right I behind the storm